I'm not going to toast with a non-alcoholic drink because that's bad luck. But cheers. Cheers. So you guys might not have recognized that cheers. Um, Tommy and I realized that Thanksgiving is right around the corner here and we weren't going to have time to coordinate another episode before that. And I promised one episode per week, which in reality, I know to be fully transparent here, um, we're probably not going to be posting always on the same day as you may have surmised already, but it's always going to be an average of one per week, which is why you're going to see two in a matter of two or three days. But anyways, going to continue to deliver there. And in Tommy's stead today, we have neighbor and good friend alex hey, welcome alex hi hey hey crap test podcast crafty boys crafty and girls and girls um so alex is awesome uh he's uh recently became a patron and also i don't know if you've listened yet because i only released it today but i gave you a little shout out on episode 36 Ooh, i haven't so, heard it I yeah i know 36 came out yeah it was about uh your random of kindness so kudos I, to you for that. Thank you. I'm a bad crafty boy. I haven't. Nah, no, dude. I, I'm I'm bad because we were late getting that posted. But anyways, I talked to Tommy about potential topics, and this was something that I had floated a while back that I wanted to do with multiple people potentially. James bowed out because he was disenchanted with this topic. Oh. And um, yeah, and and Tara, Tara's here. She'll probably give us some of that little back <laughs> background insight, which I yeah. love. Yeah, the comments from the peanut gallery over there. She's puzzling. She's look at that OCD. Look at those OCD piles. That's beautiful. So close to the end. Yeah, it's all the same color. Now you I like how you tried. <laughs> you tried to showcase it, but we're on the radio. <laughs> so, very smooth. Yeah. So the topic of this um, Thanksgiving edition episode is the HBO original Westworld. An amazing show. Okay. Before we continue, I forgot to tell them what we're drinking. Oh. Well, well what you're drinking. I, I took a – this I is noticed awful. It's a theme with your episodes. Yeah. You guys get around to the drinks. Yeah, it yeah. Started out it it is beginning. true. In the beginning, we used to like introduce and you're right. <laughs> then it became like a – it's like a side thought. It's an afterthought. <laughs> so, yeah, let me dive right into that real quick. So this is – I told you guys in the last episode that we had a plan and this is what it was. I am a margarita purist. And once I learned how to make a real margarita, I never, I can't go back. Like, I can't go and get store-bought, like, mix and just pour it in with tequila or whatever, even though Tara loves that. But you've come around. You love these. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I love it. Very simple to make a real margarita. Equal parts, one-to-one-to-one. -to -one -to -one. Triple sec. You can use whatever you want. You can get fancy stuff, like, uh... What the hell is that one called? Grand Marnier, or you can just get like De Kuiper, which is what I have. Mm -hmm. um, tequila, obviously. You can get whatever you want. You can get Blanco, Silver, Reposado, Añejo, whatever. Just choose your whatever you like. Pick your poison. And then most importantly, pure lime juice. Is, it, is this that stuff that you were like hunting for over the weekend? Yeah, exactly. Because like some – I would say most – pretty decent grocery stores carry it like a, a really small uh, place may not but i emphasize pure lime juice not like the real lime or whatever the shit in that plastic yeah not those bottles because if you look at the ingredients there's there's like four different kinds of preservatives and additives in it Gross. this is i'm, I'm gonna read let's see 
perfect. I, there's two brands I know of. There's like a Lakewood or something like that. And there's another one. The, wow, this, one, this is a nice bottle. I yeah. thought it was like going to be like the same it, it, size. As exactly, dude. This is, where are the ingredients? Organic lime juice. It's just lime juice. Like if you leave this in the fridge for a week, it won't taste great anymore. It doesn't get disgusting, but it's no longer fresh. You know it's legit when it's the only ingredient. That's exactly right. Yeah. So this is Santa Cruz. I posted a picture of it on SoundCloud, but once you go and have a real margarita, you'll understand. So with that being said, Alex, I'm going to let you take the floor and sort of lead this on Westworld. I will say that I have fairly strong opinions about it, but I'm not only open to having my mind changed, I want my mind to change. Mind change in what aspect or just in general? Just in general. I'm very... We have a visitor. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's some kind of psychological thing where he's just like, if I don't acknowledge it, she'll stop. We are children. I don't know about that. We are children. We'll save that for the end of the episode. (laughs) But um, James just walked in, and he may or may not sprout comments in the back from, you know, we'll see. But anyways, uh, Alex, where were we? Uh, We were talking, I was asking you in what aspects you wanted uh, to have your mind change. Okay, okay. So I I guess maybe I'll give you my, my final summary of how I feel about that show. I like it. The first... Awesome. Before you start, uh-huh. tell us how much you've watched. Okay, so the first season I thought was outstanding television. That being said, and I've said this about other things before, especially television shows, I think it should have been a standalone single season, left alone, and die with a beautiful legacy. As with most things. Yeah, so I, we did finish, and when I say we, that's me... Uh, James and Tara, because John bowed out like in the first two or three episodes of season two. He's like, I'm, I'm not watching this anymore. So he, he just stopped. He fell asleep and then after... He I fell asleep a couple times. I fell asleep for a collective, I bet an hour and a half's worth of that show. Also, if you fall asleep, you kind of miss a lot. Like, it's Well, really... that's definitely true. We'll that. and, and they didn't fall asleep because so they can speak to that. But anyways, uh, I f- we got all the way through season two and we were already so disenchanted at that point. When we saw it was an hour and 40 minutes for oh the finale, God. we were like, oh, my God, really? And how long did we wait? Two months? And I, oh, I, if, if not more. Yeah. yeah. And I, I basically <laughs> – I actually had to say let's watch it because I want to record an episode with Alex. So that's my f- general feeling is I, I think the first season was a masterpiece and I wish it would have been that and only that. All right. Uh, I see where you're coming from. Uh-huh. I think Westworld on its own, I fully agree. Season one was a complete masterpiece. You're coming off comparing it to like Game of Thrones where it's just every season is kind of repetitive and it was just brand new. It's better. Brand, it's yeah, way more intellectual. It's better because it's it's like – what what's that word? It's – Contrast. What's the word? What's the word? What's the word? What's the word? word? Nightmare. Nightmare. (laughs) It's uh, a contrast Game of Thrones with the the setting where it's like it starts out with uh, like a Western. You think, oh, it's just another cowboy movie. That first episode, though, the writers did a really good job of just really 
fucking you up. Like, you just thought you were sitting down for another Cowboy Western. Yep. No explanation. Totally. You see, uh, I think, Teddy. Oh, spoilers. Oh, this is going to be a spoiler cast. Yeah. Definitely. Watch the show before you watch. No. Just just know it's do, spoilers. Actually, do whatever. Do whatever. But, all kidding aside, this we're all spoilers. All spoilers. So, yeah. Teddy, you're brought into him. The Teddy on the train. You mm-hmm. think he's the main character. You're following through. You're seeing weird stuff happening in the background. And I think, I can't remember correctly, he dies, and then he's back on the train. No explanation. Right. It's like, like a three-second pause. He's mm-hmm. back on the train. New people on the train. It's the same scenario, and you're, you're following through thinking he's the pr- protagonist, and he's following the same sequence of steps, and I don't think it's revealed that you're not actually in a Western until like the ten, last ten minutes of that first episode, mm-hmm. which... It just speaks to great writing. Like, Absolutely. It, I'm the, right there with you. The first season of that show is great, like phenomenal writing. I think they went they went in with an end goal in mind mm-hmm. and how to uh, execute it, and they did it perfectly. I'm right there with you. And, and you know what's funny, actually? You brought up Game of Thrones, and I'm glad you did because one of the reasons I got so – I hate, I hate saying this. It sounds so mean. I got so sick of season two, it started reminding me of Game of Thrones. I was like, oh, it's another show. There's like three different conflicting schools of thought yeah. slash forces at odds with each other. And and then there's like zombies kind of. Oh, yeah. And I was like, okay, we're doing this for the Just thousandth throw time. Throw something else in there. Exactly. And me, you had this beautiful... Now I realize, and a lot of people don't realize this, uh, this is an adaptation, a show adaptation of a movie. From a movie? Yeah. I thought it was a book. Westworld, well, the movie was probably a book, let's face it. But uh, yeah, this was from, I think, don't quote me, I think the 80s. um, I think you're right. Give or take. But uh, still, in terms of television, it was very original. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I thought it was just beautiful the way that, like you you were talking about the writing and the way they set up. Yes. the, the let me put it this way: the presentation of this idea was fresh, yes. very fresh. You you don't see it. You, there's nothing else like it currently. On no, TV. even including season two, there still isn't. Correct. But there's it, it started to lose some of that allure. And I figure we should talk about why we're delineating season one versus season yeah yeah two. definitely. So season one, I think, is a complete masterpiece. I think. In the beginning, the first couple episodes, they present a lot of issues, a lot of problems, a lot of mysteries, a lot of intrigue, and you're just wondering what the fuck is going on. Right. And you're just hoping, like, your your mind... I kept thinking... You do figure some things out. You do. Some things. And you're just like, oh, I'm connecting dots. I'm keeping up. The whole time I was watching it, in my head, I was like, I wish I could rent brain power to fully (laughs) grasp what was going on. To compute this. Yes. And I think by the last episode of the season they unraveled everything perfectly like mm-hmm. it was a it was a standalone season like Dolores did exactly what you expected her to do her coming of human becoming human basically fundamentally essentially, essentially basically. automatically systematically actually definitely um quintessentially <laughs> she became human she did what she wasn't supposed to which is to kill another human which was for the mastermind behind everything. Really watch the show to fully understand the mm-hmm. character. You have that in season one. And then season two is they're picking up the pieces of, well, actually, it was Dolores killing Ford and leading rebellion. She was killing a lot of, so she, Dolores is called the host. 
and then the humans in the park are humans. Yeah. She was killing a lot of real humans and starting a rev- revolution, right? Yeah. Yeah. And season two has just got off the rails. Like it, it was bringing a lot of questions. The way this was the major thing with it. Season one followed a kind of a linear timeline. They had different characters, but you always thought you were going from earliest whatever earliest event to the latest event mm-hmm. and for the most part that was true season two they did it in a way the writers did it in a way where it's you're following bernard's character and he loses his memory or okay whatever and it's just he has shattered fragments and he's trying to remember what was first and whatnot and i think that led to season two's downfall where he's just like i don't know what to cling to to really keep yep. track of everything I, all the, the, the word I kept using whenever I was watching with James and Tara, and by the way, we were watching that season finale, we're like, oh, how much time is left? We'd probably be like, oh my god, 50 minutes? 5-0? And then, you know, we get to the end, we're like, oh, I bet there's only 10 minutes left. And there's 25 minutes left? And, like, that's how bad we wanted Wait, to get through it. You guys watched it? Season 2 finale? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last what? night. What? You didn't tell me this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where was I was at the concert. Yeah, so, and we can, we can talk, we're, we're gonna go into this. Yes. But... You brought up Bernard, and one of the things that just diluted the show for me is, especially season two, there were so many television tropes that were appearing that were not as much in the first season, and then they kept doing them. It was so predictable. Oh my, I know. Bernard was killed and brought back, and, and other characters too, so many times that I was literally groaning. Yeah. I was like, oh, and that look, whole, he's dead again, but whole, I bet he'll be back. The whole samurai, whatever, like, you fully saw what was going to happen. Right. Like, that whole it was standalone, it didn't need to be there. What was, I forget her name, Mage? Maeve? Maeve, yeah. Like, she got some superpowers. And- she became a god, and then, of of course, there were inconsistencies where she should have been able to do something, no problem, and it was a big deal. And right. I'm like, and oh, what? why doesn't it work now? Yeah, it's exactly. Like, how convenient. Yeah. <laughs> god. It was yeah. so. Here, here's the thing: you have been sort of like jokingly been on us about watching this show, finishing it for a while. I always sort of got the impression that you were really excited because you really adored the whole thing. It sounds like we're closer to each other than I realized. I only wanted you to watch it because I wanted to bitch about it with people. Who okay, okay, it. yeah, two, that makes sense. I'm just like so. From what I've heard, is that there's supposed to be five seasons, like. Oh, oh, God. I don't know how they're going to do it from season one where it's perfect. And now we're season two. I'm just like, what? Why? Yeah. But supposedly five seasons. I'm like, second season. This was shit. This it wasn't shit. It was. It 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 wasn't shit, but it's just the writing. The writing was lackluster compared to season one. And I'm part of me is like, I wanted to ask you, do you think it's because we have such high expectations because of season one? Or was it really just lackluster? Um, it was lackluster, and I'll tell you why. Because the greatest show of all time, objectively, objectively, The Sopranos... I knew you were going to say that. ...was perfect from start to finish. And I wanted more, but I didn't, because I was like, oh my god, we've come this far, and it's still perfect, let's let's just leave it alone. Let's let it die. How many seasons is Sopranos? Uh, technically six, but there's six A and six B, and they're... They're each basically a season, so we'll say seven, which is a great seven number. It's a perfect yeah. number. Six is pretty good, too. Six though. plus one is seven. Yeah, and seven minus one is six. Yes. So, But yeah, I it, it was lackluster because 
The Sopranos is proof that a show can be good all the way through. It does not have any weak seasons. It does not have any like story arcs that I hate. There's lots of shows that I've rewatched. I'm like, oh, it's that arc. You know, this mm-hmm. is this is a couple episodes. I it's sort of a slog, and I'll just leave it on. Doesn't happen with that show. Mm. It's perfect. It's the perfect television show. And I've said this before on the podcast. Any show that you enjoy, whether it's a like a mostly dramas, I would say, but you know, thrillers and other elements as well. You have and and, the, and Thrones especially. You have The Sopranos to thank for that because the The Sopranos changed television. They ch- it changed the game. When did you don't know when they came out? Did you? Uh, late nineties, I think they started. Okay. I think I haven't seen The Sopranos, but my go-to show to compare series to mm-hmm. is Breaking Bad. Breaking I Bad, love Breaking Bad. I'll take Sopranos ten day, ten times out of ten. But it was really good. Mm-hmm. And, and and another thing that was nice about Breaking Bad was, um, I think it ended well. It ended appropriately. Like again, it's just great writing. Yep. They knew where they wanted to end up. They yeah. knew how they wanted to portray all the characters. Yeah. And they said, all right, we only need like five seasons to do this. We're not going to drag this out. Totally. And they did that. It was, yeah. Why can't all shows do are, that? Are you a Dexter guy? I watched Dexter. I, I couldn't even finish the last season. Really? Yeah. Well, I okay, so that one was complete. not perfect all the way through. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I will definitely not argue that. But I, I am definitely a big Dexter fan as well. I got up to the part where I think he has... Well, his his sister finds out about him, but she's like, oh, I don't know what to do. And then he has some girlfriend that is also wanting to be a serial killer, too. I think yeah. that's like second to last season or something. It, yeah. It just and Miguel Prado. He, he was also, he wanted to be a serial killer and all that stuff. So Outrageous. Yeah, yeah it, 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 it fell apart more than the other ones they were uh, that we just brought up that were much more cohesive. But back to, to Westworld. Or right, um, the original topic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it's it's very easy to have a television show cast. I could yeah. I could talk I could mm-hmm. prattle on endlessly about those topics. But mm-hmm. Tara James, quick thoughts, maybe something that just really irritated you. You just got so sick of, especially in the second season. Um I would just say the all over story was insane. All over like, meaning just yeah, all over the I place. Mean, maybe maybe they have some kind of mastermind I plan for five seasons where you watch it all the way through and then finally they answer all the questions and like everything makes sense. So then if you look back on the whole series, it's like, oh, okay, I know what's going on. And like maybe I'm not just not there yet and I don't know if I even want to watch the rest of it. But yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I um I don't know. It, it, the the storyline jumping around for me was just kind of ridiculous. And like I agree with Maeve. I mean, like she's got these godly powers. Yeah. And she ends up like ripped in half, like just laying there like a zombie, like lobotomized almost. Mm-hmm. And then at the end where, you know, Clementine comes riding in, yeah. killing everything or whatever. And it's like, why couldn't she use her powers like she uses them in other instances but she doesn't use them then and it's like that doesn't make any sense and she didn't need to die she, they all could have turned tail and run yes. through the gate yes so easy <laughs> yeah. it's just so basic yeah it's the most basic thing ever and it's like 
I liked the Native American characters. Those guys were cool. Oh, yeah, that arc was amazing. Yeah, that that was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. And coincidentally, that was... I I fell asleep during, I think, the biggest episode with the Native American... Our story. The Native Americans episode was my favorite of that season. They're not actually Native Americans. I forget the name. Okay, like tribes people. Let's call them. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. They were... uh, Were they Lakota? Oh, something is close. I think that was it. It's it's close enough. It was it was a multi-syllable L word. But hearing you guys, hearing Tara's comment, the lasagna people. (laughs) (laughs) Hearing Tara, hearing Tara's thoughts on it, I I guess it gave me this thought. This second season was more focused on caring about the individual characters, where the first season was more about. The story about finding uh, philosophy. No, the, the what was it that the the maze self the maze. Yeah, finding out the maze. exactly. And it's like that's what intrigued me. I want to find out what the good maze is. Alex. Well done. Thank you. Season one was about ideas. Yes. Season two was about characters. And, and I've seen a thousand shows about a thousand different characters. And Show I, me something new. Right. That was very Oof. very well put. Very. Yeah, and I never I've never turned on a character. More than Dolores. Dolores. Yeah, yeah. I was real sick of her. That her story was fascinating. Yeah. In season one, and in season two, I was like, I don't want to watch the show anymore, and I hope you die. (laughs) Yeah. Literally in the first in the first episode, I was sick of it already. I was like, I I liked the man in black, but but then I I said. Yeah, he he was super cool, but I I also got sick of him getting shot four billion times, and he's like, oh, I'll just wrap this. Meanwhile, he's like a at least a 65, 70 year old guy. I'll just yeah, patch this up. Yeah, no, I'll just blow my hand you know, off. It's we cool. have all these questions of like, okay, why isn't he dead yet? Why isn't he dead yet? And then at the end of the season, you True. see him walk into a hotel room of like, oh, you know how many times we've analyzed you? And then it's like, okay, well, True. now it's understandable why he was digging around in his arm oh, and save that. To explain further Tara's comment about why we analyzed you, the whole there's like this little snippet in season two about the origin of Westworld where it wasn't about making an amusement park for people to just live out their fantasies. It was originally to, well, on the, on the surface, what this, Delos was the company, and they said, oh, we're going to gather information, gather data on people. People come to this part to show their truest self, and we'll gather that information, basically blackmail them if we need to. Yeah. But deeper down, they were really doing experiments to... Achieve immortality. Correct. Well, yeah. My one, yes. my one thing, and I, I know I may have commented on this when we had started the show. Have you ever seen the movie The Island? With Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, Scarlett Johansson. And Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. I haven't even heard of this. Okay, it's super you should, random. You should watch that movie because yeah, it's in cool. that, I don't get. I don't want to. Well, it's a spoiler anyway because we're talking about. Life. Yeah, spoiler cast. So whole basically, is there cool. are yeah. characters, and they think they're real people, and they're told, "Oh, you know, you get to go to the island." Or they something. won a lottery. They you basically win a lottery and you escape this tower that they're living in or something, and it basically comes out that these individuals are clones of actual humans. And they had no freaking idea. And then they finally escape into the real world because they actually want to be people. So the entire time I'm watching this show, I'm like, this is just a glorified island in a way. Yeah. And I'm like, they, yeah. So you should watch The Island. I will. 
I think you would enjoy it if you enjoy Westworld. Yeah, it, it, it was interesting. It, I think it got pooped on, and I still thought it was an entertaining I movie. The, yeah, I thought, I it was thought cool. that that was very, very interesting. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, the, the island, oh, they won, oh, they're leaving, and then you actually see, oh, they get taken into a, an operating room and they're hacked apart for their mm. organs yeah. like for it. people that have... Yeah, it's very similar to, like, the underbelly of, of the, the amusement park of yeah. Dallas. Yeah. That's basically what um, it is. So we've definitely given Westworld credit where it's due. In another place, and I made this comment when we were, when we were watching the finale, I have always loved and still love and really loved in that show Anthony Hopkins. Ford's character. Oh my god, he, dude, he's just—he's such a phenomenal actor. I don't like, have enough can, words. I know. Even describe he, like he is Andy. worth watching it for completely, especially every, season one. Every, <laughs> watch especially season, season watch one. season one and quit. Everything. Yeah, don't you actually do that. Westworld ends at season one, guys. Yeah, there's no season two. Yeah, Forget what are you talking about? Just actually. talked about. Yeah, <laughs> Anthony Hopkins and his character. Every time he's on on. T- What's it called? Set, scene, whatever. He's captivating. Captivating. You get this presence where it's like, oh, you see him as an older guy. He's like, oh, he's feeble and whatever. But you hear him talk and it's just, he's omniscient. He's he's That's basically a good word God. He, he is. This, he's the God of that show. He's God of the amusement park for sure. And his demeanor, his knowledge, his, like, he's 20 steps ahead of everyone. Yeah. He's omniscient. Yeah. Fully. Yeah. And That's true. I think only him could have done it that well. Yeah, I, I agree. He's he's just a phenomenal actor and just absolutely nailed the role of of Ford. Like, um, and also, like season, he, he made this part in like thirty years or twenty years, whatever. And he he knew his death was going to come, and it's like he's still planned for that. Like, yeah, he's still alive. He he dead. left no stone unturned. At all. Like, he covered every single base imaginable. What are some other great characters? I actually liked Maeve's love interest, like the either Hispanic or Italian guy. The the racially ambiguous. Yes, the racially (laughs) ambiguous, oh my god, Alex, ambiguous, olive-skinned, colored individual. That yeah, guy. He was great. What was he, his name? Uh, it started with an H? I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't even tell you what his name was. Like, he was yeah, isn't that funny? He was the Dario Naharis. Yeah. Exactly. He was West attractive. World. See you making um, comparisons to Thrones? Yeah. Without even thinking about it? Oh, yeah. It's the biggest show on television. Yeah. But yeah, he was great. Hector. Hector. Oh, it was just Hector. So wow. I, did, I had the H. Well, good job, James. Well done, James. Thank you. Thank you for your input. Yeah. Go back for, to sleep. <laughs> Thanks for coming over for that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Hector is great. The two goofy guys working on bodies—the one Asian dude and the other like older—their characters middle- are great for what they do. They yeah. really they show how they're incompetent, but you think they, everyone there at this park needs yeah. to be some high level mastermind, but totally they're not. They're, at the end of the day, they're more they're morticians. Yeah, like not even they're like butchers. <laughs> they're, actually, butchers is a way yeah. better word. Morticians um, have like a fine part about them. But yeah, these guys are just butchers. The, the cre the creative director of the park or the you know oh, he was the a goofy storyline dude yeah 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 he yeah. was goofy and then he made an ass of himself when he he, he went out stupidly and it was fine yeah I, it it had no effect on me at all really Bernard's character even though I hated how they treat the timeline for season two Bernard's character is phenomenal yeah his his character is very good I, I liked that actor and I remember whenever I first started watching Westworld the only thing I I really recognized him from was um. He was the American CIA operative in Casino Royale. 
Really? Yes. Yeah, so if you watch Casino Royale with with Dan Craig when they're at the one big poker game with Lashif. Oh shit. Um, I, I, shame on me. I don't know the actor's name, but he Gosh, he's, you should know everything. I know. <laughs> he's the uh, the American operative, and, and that was really cool. I like to see him in that. Yeah, I I say Bernard, but really it's like it's to all of the mainly it's to all the hosts that acted as humans perfectly. Yeah, because all season one you didn't know Bernard was a host. Oh no, and it's just. Until Anthony Hopkins like shows, hey, there's actually this door here. Yeah, you start getting ideas then. It's like, then. oh, even the people we thought were humans aren't humans. Exactly. Oh Who is human? Yeah, like, and, and there's human? there's some really hateful human characters like Hale, yeah. the the girl who. Wa- Okay, so Dolores takes over her body at the end right. in, the, in the new Hale. Like, I hated her character. Wanted her dead. Well, her headshot was very satisfying. Yes, quite. Um, who else? Other ones, T. I really liked Maeve's storyline. I, I thought it was irritating. I, I liked her character development much more collectively than I liked Dolores as a character throughout season because her buildup was really, really slow. And you can see that she wasn't super malicious. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think like, her buildup was cooler until she became super powerful. And then I was like, this is annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, that's just... She my, has God powers. It's just boring. Like, yeah. I want to see the struggle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You want to see the struggle. That's a good way of putting it. The one thing that I thought was interesting, and this was just like, when you talked about they open the door and you see all of the different Bernards. Yeah. And then the one thing I was thinking, with all the jumpiness in the show, it could be all of those Bernards in Westworld and they all have a hive mind and so they have no idea what's going on. Right. Yeah. Whenever, right. right, whenever you said open the door and all those, I thought what you were going to say was I did love the scene in the season finale when uh, two different parties are going to say, trying to go and save Maeve and as it turns out, Maeve saves herself and she has this army of like half-constructed AI yeah. bulls. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my God, that was that. cool. That was, be- that was beautiful cinematography. It was like mm-hmm. shot very well. And all right, I have two things I want to say. Yes, please do. One thing mainly about that, the cinematography in the show is insane. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I think that's why I really like the show because I... I there's a lot of reasons to forgive it for its shortcomings. It's I mean, beautiful. Yeah. The to the opening sequence, like yep. the whatever they're building a ro- a, ho- a host from like whatever that white liquid is. Semen. That's semen. Yeah. The semen. The semen that <laughs> they used to that build stuff is awesome. Yeah. And oh, dude, the the intro sequence of the show, the like the title theme, the music. Oh my god, it's it's just beautiful. So I look forward to that every time. Visually and audio. Orally. Yeah, it's a weird word. Or or (laughs) visually and orally, the show is pleasing. Yeah, Um, definitely is. Other thing we have to touch on: the man in black. Yeah, his character. uh, It's in order. Visually pleasing for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. He's so cool looking. Face like his. How are humans? What do you like humans get that? What man? wouldn't want to look like that let's put it that way i want to look like that yes. and i'm black yeah <laughs> if you want to, you want to look like that you're just the black man you're yes. not the man in black right <laughs> he's great so yeah in order top three is anthony anthony hopkins ford uh bernard and the man in black like is there's just so unique characters. i would agree with that mm-hmm. yeah i would yes. agree too i like the man in black i liked i started off not liking him because of that scene with dolores and then he just grew on me as a character. Yeah, I just, I, I just kind of like ignored that. I think you know why we like why we liked him a lot is because season one, 
we just see this guy butchering people. We get no explanation that there's some are robots or hosts and it's okay. Mm-hmm. He just goes out, says, Hey, I want to see He kills indiscriminately. And I'm gonna rape this girl for some reason. Yeah. And you're just like, What? And is this okay? But why isn't anyone stopping him? And you just learn he's the man in black. Yeah. So the very, very end of season two, it's revealed that the man in black is an android or whatever we're calling them. He, he's a, I guess, a host. Yes. Does that mean like everything was simulated then and it was all his simulation or his dream or however you want to put it? it is that a possibility? I have not Ooh. looked anything up. Okay. It could have been. And then, like, you know what I mean? Because then that's know, his daughter at the end. Uh, and I didn't. Oh. Alex. I didn't think about it until the finale when they showed um, the man in black's friend who OD'd, um, Delos's son. Oh, yeah. Was, was inside. Right. What's, what's Delos's son's name? No clue. Mm. He, Luke? No, just the Logan. actor's name. Logan. Logan. <laughs> I have, yeah, I think it was Logan. I have I the L's right. I think he, you're right. He's like walking them. It was William and Logan. Yeah, so we, Logan's walking, or whatever's left of him, is walking Dolores and Bernard through like that big catacomb library yeah. of all the humans. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think that, that was neat. That might be a physical repre- representation of whatever hyperspace all of this information is being stored in. And all of it is computer, AI, whatever, but given a physical shape. House. And it's just... In a house. And the, they're showing us in a physical world what it would look like, but it's all... Something that we can perceive. It's yeah. Exactly. And it ties back to cinematography. Like, yeah. they could have chosen a myriad of ways to represent that, and yeah. some would have been lost in us. But a library with yeah. everyone's knowledge is like, that's perfect. Wow. Yeah. And you know what? I... Thank you for bringing that up, Tara, because I loved the idea of a human being reduced to code, algorithmic code. She held that book. It had mm-hmm. it was James Delos. It was that was his book, and I think it was twelve thousand something forty seven lines yeah, of code. That's all it. he was. He said it, and it was just like okay. like so. That's so finite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it, and once you learn them, they're so predictable. Was yeah. the message? It reminds me of um, humans. I'm human. It reminds me of the Black Mirror episode <laughs> of San Junipero, where yes. they show you the library of all the all the people's little souls oh, that are yeah. off in San Junipero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. And so, like, there's an actual world somewhere that's all digital, and then mm-hmm. you plug someone into the big database, and that they have access to it. But it's really not. It's just so, a building. It's and, just. Yeah. A normal thing that's not actually happening. And another concept from, especially from the season finale, and, and this is about an idea, which is worth talking about, you know, I guess sort of wrapping this all up, coming full Wait. circle. Oh, go. Well, go. I wanted to touch on the season finale. Yeah. Where about you see a man in black's character walk out after he's killed and whatnot, sees mm-hmm. his daughter. But right before that scene, you see. I don't even know how to describe that place. The library, mm-hmm. wherever um, it all went down, you see it aged dramatically. Like oh yeah yeah yeah, so where they were keeping all right. the, the the human knowledge and everything. all throughout the second season it was very modern, up to date. Robots were still maintaining it. Right, and then right. Man in Black gets room. killed, and then you see that same room dilapidated. It's overgrown with um, sand foliage and, and shit and all everywhere. That. Yeah, so that's why I was thinking 
the man in black when we first see him get killed and he kills his daughter spoiler we should yeah, no, no, everything spoilers yeah he he kills his daughter and it's like oh man he starts questioning his reality what, what was it what, what do they say he's like oh you're starting to you're starting to question your own reality or yes, something, something like simple, that it's pretty simple like, like that well, now I'm gonna have this. I'm gonna yeah, have nightmares about it. Yeah, exactly. It and and the two big questions that I that I was getting at with that is, they brought up. I I think Bernard was saying it maybe whenever he was being like real introspective and he was almost like invoking Ford and trying to get him to appear to help him. Mm-hmm. And he was saying like, well, if 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 what we have is not actual free will, and as it turns out what humans have isn't really free will, then what is free will and, and does anybody or anything actually have it? Just end the podcast there. Oh.